So you're Hello everybody and welcome to the So Your Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Ryan Redute, hostess with The Mostess, and I am here with myself, and I am going to be taking you guys through uh, a story about some fun interviews I had that I really appreciate for the experience, but also crack up uh, whenever I think about the experience as well. (laughs) So uh, there's actually two. Um, The first one is with a company that sold uh, militarized drones uh, and other military-related technology. Uh, And then also, I interviewed at a place, uh, which is number two, that sold the world's fastest lawnmower. (laughs) And I I mean, based on what you know about my personality uh, from this podcast, I would uh, think that you're thinking... uh, does he really fit in with both of those? And the answer is not really, no. <laughs> uh, but to jump into the first one, uh, so the first place I interviewed, and so this is the time that I was in college. It was my senior year, and I was going to uh, a bunch of different job fairs. And for anyone who's familiar with doing so, you kind of just pitched all these different companies with your resume and talked to them about your experience and hopefully get a job interview out of it. So this first company uh, I'd gone to, and there were very few looking for marketing people. And so I only had a handful to choose from, but I found one that was looking for marketing and their name was Textron. And you can go ahead and Google them after this podcast. But Textron uh, is an interesting company because they got started uh, making textiles <laughs> uh, and then also started making parachutes. And then that's how they got into making uh, military products. So I talked to them, not really knowing anything about their company going up to them. And she, uh, the woman who was representing them, just says, yep, uh, our name is Textron and we sell Uh, drones, helicopters, uh, all these other uh, military uh, products. And I was a bit uh, flustered. (laughs) But uh, as you know, as a college kid, and everyone's telling you, you need to get a job, I was willing to try anything. So I have my little mini interview with them. And then they invite me back the next day for another interview. And I am very good at selling myself. And so I Uh, And I also know just, you know, my skills and I know where I can fit in. And I guess they thought I could fit in there. So they actually invited me to fly out to the uh, headquarters, which was in Maryland, I believe. Yeah. And so I'd be flying into Baltimore and they invited me out there for the final interview. And what they did with that was they invited all people from colleges around the country that they uh, wanted to Uh, talk to more and to invite them to uh, interview with a few other people and maybe even get a job out of it. So I go to Baltimore and this is my first time traveling alone. So that was already a lot for me. And they booked me on a small little plane that had, uh, actually, no, that was for the second one. The first one was actually a good flying experience and traveling. So I traveled by myself. I was really nervous. And then you feel just kind of awesome though because you arrive at the airport 
and you go to the car rental and you say, yep, uh, I have a car waiting for me. Name's Ryan Redute. And they go, yep, I'll pay for all good. And here's your car and here's the keys. <laughs> so I drive to the hotel. They put us up in an embassy suites. I was, I was, I was just kind of shook because the room was made for like eight people and I just had it myself. So I was just kind of like, what the, uh, but I really enjoyed it. And then they had a uh, wine uh, happy hour. So you got free wine and beer. Uh, and I met someone. We went to an Outback Steakhouse after to kind of just hang out and talk to each other. She was an engineer from Purdue, uh, which has the, I believe, the top engineering school in the country. So uh, some stiff competition, I would say, <laughs> uh, for people uh, at the level that were there uh, or for the level of people that were at this interview. And... I mean, I knew I was good at marketing and I had a couple internships, but I think the competition was even stiffer than I would have imagined. So I'm going into this interview and I don't know what to expect really because I know about the company. I've researched it before coming, obviously. I I just, I was just like, oh my gosh, okay, if they sell military items like Am I going to be like Tony Stark and Iron Man when he's like testing bombs and all that stuff? Because I don't know if I want that. Uh, I also was thinking like, how do I tell my family this? <laughs> like, oh, what is your first job, Ryan? And I'm like, I'm selling drones and um, armed helicopters, you know, whatever. Uh, to India, to Canada as well and Australia. Uh, no big deal. It's whatever. It's like a small little job. I'm like, ah, corporate. Uh, but I was thinking about these things more in my head than the actual interview, which I think distracted me a bit. Um, but I go to the first uh, day, which actually, never mind, it was just an overnight stay. So I go to the uh, banquet hall in this hotel, and they have the whole presentation they're going to do about the company and uh, interview some people currently working there. And I just start learning more and more about it, and I get more and more in my head about like what kind of life am I going to be living? Because one person got up there and said, yep, so you have to get, like, some of the highest government clearance, uh, and so it takes about four months, uh, they'll have to call everyone you know, <laughs> and I was like, okay, and again, I'm a senior in college who has done these internships, but it just seems crazy in my head at the time to be jumping right to this, so I... You know, I'm listening to the presentation. This one girl, like, raised her hand and said, oh, like, it was post the uh, speaker talking about the countries that they sell to. And this girl was like, hey, just just in case I uh, speak Russian, if, uh, or it wasn't Russian, it was, it, was a com- it was a country they already had on there, which I think was mm, Israel. I think, I'm not sure, but she spoke the language of whatever country was on there, and she said, hey, I speak this language just as a heads up if you want to hire me, <laughs> and I, I was just, like, sitting with my mouth full of food, like, a what? <laughs> uh, thinking back to my, like, four years of high school in Spanish, so, um, again, very stiff competition, people who are way more familiar with international business than I would be. Uh, so, and then other people were coming up and they said, uh, yep, I have a master's in marketing. And in my head, I'm like, why, why am I even here if there's people with master's degrees? I mean, 
did I do that well? Uh, am I that personable with the people interviewing? Uh, so I was a bit confused, but at the same time, I'm feeling confident. I then go to the interviews, and I'm talking with the first guy for a while, and he was actually a Michigan State grad. And for anyone who went, goes, anyone who's from a very large school, uh, especially Michigan State, uh, it's something that in the business world is very beneficial because you have this connection with a huge network of professionals. So we're talking, uh, the questions he's asking, I'm feeling super confident about, I'm answering them well, I think. And it goes way over and somebody starts talking and they just say, oh, sorry, uh, we went really over with this first interview, so your next one will only be 15 minutes. (laughs) And I just was like, okay. Uh, So I interview with the next person. And of course, this person is the one that would actually be hiring me, not this guy. So she just asked me one question. How would you sell our drones? Because this was going to be the militarized drone uh, and a surveillance drone section of the company. And I I had no idea. (laughs) And granted... Okay, this was, granted, this is the thing. I, I went into this trying my best to figure out a strategy of how I would, I would, of how I would advertise these drones. And I, for the life of me, could not think of something. <laughs> even after looking at their website, I, I forget what I even said, but it wasn't that fantastic. And so I did not feel confident leaving that interview. And so post-interview, Uh, I'm kind of expecting not to get it, especially if there's people with master's degrees in marketing there. Uh, They take us to the industrial park, which is also where the offices are of this company. And we go there on a bus. I'm with all these people I don't know. (laughs) And uh, we are walking through this factory. And it was honestly one of the coolest things because they're like, yep, here's our uh, drone boats. Uh, they're just kind of sitting in the factory. And honestly, I felt like kind of a badass uh, being in my senior year of college, interviewing in a different state and walking through this factory of the products I would be marketing eventually. And then they showed us the drones, the drone catcher. Bet you didn't know that, that when you buy a drone, you also have to buy a drone catcher. And it's very expensive, <laughs> as you can probably imagine. Uh, and it's literally just a net that, extends its arms and catches the drone. Very, very simple, very complicated machine, though. And so we're walking through this whole place, and it's pretty cool. They also are talking about what office life is like, and it's very drab uh, based on what I saw. And because, like, the offices were all cream-colored and faded whites, I would say. And so I'm not feeling too hot about the office either, (laughs) Um So I'm kind of thinking, like, do I even want this? Like, after seeing all these drones and all this other stuff. And then they say, okay, and also uh, a bomb goes off every day. So the ground shakes because they're testing on this industrial park. And I'm just like, okay, great. (laughs) So they let us out late. And I end up having to rush to the airport in a city I don't know, in a car I don't own. And you can, you know, obviously think that's a stressful situation. And so I get back, and I'm not feeling so hot about it. And I, they said expect a call within a week if you got the job. And surprise, surprise, I did not get the job. But then I was thinking, and I think this is a good testament to 
anyone out there interviewing with companies that they maybe think they want to, that they don't know if they want to, that if you're meant to get the job, you will. You will get the job and you will be good at it and be prepared for it. Uh, And so I was actually reading a book and this is how I know it was meant to be. I was reading this book called Buying In, which as uh, for anyone going into marketing, I really recommend it. It's called Buying In. It's on Amazon. And it's about uh, a bunch of different marketing case studies of people that just went, of brands that went above and beyond uh, and marketing teams that went above and beyond to provide a great uh, marketing strategy. And I was reading this book for a class and I was, I would say like two thirds of the way through it. And I was thinking before I went on the trip that I would read it on the plane, but the plane ride was only about mm, like an hour or so. So I ended up not reading it because it was so quick and I got back and I was finishing it and I kid you not, <laughs> 10 pages past the point that I bookmarked was three pages from the head of marketing for Textron <laughs> talking about their marketing strategy and how they do it so well and how they even do it because selling military products across the world can be difficult, as you can imagine. And I just took a deep breath and was just like, man, okay, definitely meant to be. Uh so that was that uh, that shook me a bit, but in a like a good way. Like I was still feeling okay about uh, my situation, and I ultimately knew that it was definitely meant to be. If I'm sitting here reading the answers I had to answer her question from the interview, of when she said, "How would you market our products?" and I was feeling good. I was feeling good, and again, I thought more about it, and I looked more into what they sell, and they do sell like guns and stuff like that, which. It's like it's like when people say like are you okay advertising alcohol or weed and it's just like one of those things that you really have to be okay with and for the military products I definitely was not okay with it thinking more about it especially guns just because they're destructive products and I don't know I just never felt good about it. So all in all, it was meant to be. But I had an amazing first time on my own, uh staying on my own, being on my own. And I really loved it. Um, and so going into the next interview, and this is a testament too to life in your senior year of college for any youngsters listening. The interview I had with Textron was from the first job fair that Michigan State had. And the second job fair that Michigan State had, I thought I would go to as well. And I was thinking that Textron would be there. And sure enough, they were. So I go there, I have my resumes, and... I meet up with Textron again because, again, this job fair is more for supply chain management people. And I was marketing and some were marketing, but most weren't. So I go up to Textron and I say, hey, I actually uh, interviewed with you guys at the first job fair uh, in late of last year. And they said, oh, okay, well, uh, are you still looking for opportunities? And I was like, yep. So do you guys have anything open right now? And are you interviewing for anything? And this woman looks through her list and she goes, yep. Uh, We actually are interviewing for a marketing promotions position with Dixie Chopper. (laughs) For all of you people who live under a rock and don't know, Dixie Chopper (laughs) is 
the seller of the world's fastest lawnmower. I know. Hot. Uh, hot products. Sexy products. Uh, I was all about it. And so I spoke with her and I ended up getting a second interview for the next day with them as well. Because again, pressure's on. I'm about to be graduating and you need to get a job. Point blank. <laughs> and so I decided to uh, go ahead with the interview. I went up there the next day and they wanted me for a final interview as well. And you'll never guess where it was. It was in Indianapolis. And I guess, and I know what you're thinking. Yeah, for sure. Downtown. Wrong. It was in 40 minutes. Uh, it was 40 minutes outside of Indianapolis in a place near, I think it was Greenfield, Indiana, uh, which it's not a big town. And I would say that when I was finishing up college, I kind of had in my mind that I would be in a bigger city uh, just because it was an experience I wanted to have. And with and with that, I... Uh, no. <laughs> and so... So I ended up getting this final interview with Dixie Chopper, uh, and I was doing more research, and I had convinced myself this would be an okay job for me, and, I did, and that I would be sane. <laughs> and and so I decided to fly out there, and this travel experience was not as good. They put me on a puddle jumper. Uh, it was last minute to Indianapolis because they told me two weeks before I was leaving, I think. And so it was like a twelve hundred dollar ticket, I remember, and it was on a plane that only had one seat one row of seats on each side and I was in the very back and I'm six foot five and I don't fit in regular size planes very well. So I was feeling a tad claustrophobic in this puddle jumper flying into Indiana. And then I pick up my car, I'm driving and I'm just driving for so long that I, away from the downtown area where the airport was near, they put me up in a hotel that was in a small liberal art, a small liberal arts college uh, in Greenfield, Indiana, <laughs> and I have a nice little dinner and call my mom, and it was a nice room, it was cute, and the college had, like, one major road, that's it, so I drive into the office the next day, and this is kind of an industrial park as well, because they actually make all of the, uh, lawnmowers, and feel free to go uh, on DixieChopper.com, and you let me know uh, if this was an opportunity I should have taken, but <laughs> or should have tried harder for. I get there, and they have lunch for us. It's very nice. It's a very boring office as well, uh, as you would imagine. With a, I can't. I mean, like the lawnmower company is not going to have the food court or like the cool lobby or the cool sitting area, uh, like in other, you know, fun place, <laughs> fun, quote unquote, fun companies, uh, like the, uh, Google. So I'm going through the interview and I'm sitting down with a bunch of different people just in a small room. Uh, again, thinking to myself, this definitely could have been done over Skype, but that's just me. That's just me. Uh, and I am talking with them and they're going over my experience. And one guy literally says, do you think that your experience is too fun to want to work here? <laughs> and I just reply with, no, no. Are you kidding? Like, working for a major music 
uh, company is is so is like like nothing compared to selling long mowers. But <laughs> they also said I would have to go to uh, the lawnmower events and I would have to uh, be at like booths and stuff, coordinating that, pitching the brand to people. And they also sold like residential and commercial lawnmowers, you know, the ones you see on like the sides of the roads and cities mowing the lawns in major like downtown areas. Uh, and so I continued through the interview and I was a little bit shook after he asked that question because I was thinking, okay, they definitely, they're on to me. <laughs> they know that I want something actually fun and cool uh, for my first job. But I continue with the interview. I do very well. I would say that I definitely answered better than the people I was interviewing with. Uh, but I ultimately uh, ended up actually not getting the job, uh, which was fine <laughs> by me. <laughs> but, okay, to be honest, though, like, after they asked me that question, I was just thinking in my head, you flew me out to Indianapolis just to tell me that my experience is too fun? <laughs> Like, what? Like, you could have... Uh, it was just so frustrating. Uh, and this company just has, like, so much money that they just don't care uh, about, like, sending people, paying thousands of dollars to send people to interviews. They just say, what have you, and then um, everything's just fine and dandy. Oh, and the cool thing was, I will say, that they actually let me tour the uh, facility, similar to Textron uh, Systems, which was the specific part of Textron that I was with uh, in Maryland, but I got to sh- I got to walk through the factory with like the goggles and everything, sparks flying everywhere, metal being welded, and I got to see where they make the lawnmowers. And they were like, "Yep, so we make like about 150 lawnmowers every day." And I said, "That's so cool. Um, I loved it, and <laughs> I was ready to market it." No, but I ultimately ended up not getting the interview, which it was fine. I was fine with it. It was all cool. It was fine and dandy. Again, I went home again, and I was thinking back on it, and I didn't get it, and I was okay with it. I was at peace. (laughs) I was at peace with that. So ultimately, I think I learned with both of these interviews, one, how to travel alone, uh, and it's always, I always thought it was great getting practice for interviews because even if you do bad ones, you still figure out how to pitch yourself better, how to sell yourself more, and it actually gave me a lot of insight into the kind of thing I don't want. And that has kind of molded me into the business person I am today. So I really do appreciate doing those interviews. And the person in both companies, I counted it out total, shoved out about 3,000 total between the two to have me interview with them. So I guess that boosted my confidence a bit too, that companies would be paying, uh, would be willing to pay that much to have me come and see them. And actually, I think it'd be good to talk about my next interview experience because I think it's a, it's something a lot of people should hear. But I, post-college and post doing those two interviews with those two companies, I was feeling a little bit distraught and I was thinking, okay, everyone tells me I should have had a job by now lined up for after college. Uh, Not really realizing that marketing really wasn't a career path that allows you to kind of get a job right from college. It's different than, you know, a supply chain management company or an engineering company where you can kind of line things up beforehand. Uh, it was something that you had to kind of do once you got the degree. So I had spent all summer 
after college applying for jobs and interviewing. And I wanted to give a few tips and tricks here to help any of you guys out there that, you know, are looking for your next opportunity. So I uh, was interviewing all the summer and I was interviewing all summer long and I was landing interviews. But the first time I was trying to figure out where I actually wanted to go. So I then decided I want to go to Chicago. So I started applying for only places in Chicago and I was living in Detroit at the time. So I knew that some people might not even give me the time of day because Chicago is such a competitive market. And I decided to, and so I was interviewing with a few people, lining up job interviews. And what I did was I told all these places that I was going to be visiting Chicago uh, for like the first one a month from then for, you know, a couple days during the week. And then I just had any company that wanted me in for a final interview, which was three of them, uh, that I would be in Chicago during that time. So I could only interview during that time. And that's how I ended up actually lining them up. So uh, if you want to get a job in a different city, start writing down some notes. <laughs> um, and so I had these three interviews in Chicago. I was staying with a friend's mom who lived in a suburb outside of Chicago. So I just took the commuter train in. And all three people I interviewed with uh, were good interviews. I think I did well. Uh, the last one, I did not want... Or I did not want the person as my boss. So I'm happy I didn't get that. But I ended up actually getting no offers from that first trip of having three interviews. Uh, which, again, I was thinking, oh, my gosh, like, should I even be doing this whole Chicago thing? I came back home. I didn't have any interviews lined up. And I picked up, you know, myself from the ground and decided to and decided to keep on interviewing and try to get a job in Chicago. Because I was motivated and Darn it, I was going to get a job there. So I did the same thing where I stayed with the same person. I lined up my job interviews and I had three again. Uh, and one of them was with like Groupon, another with uh, something else, and, and, and another one was with an ad agency. So I go to the Groupon one. Groupon's super fun. The office is fun. But in my head, I'm like, do I really want to be doing this? Is it, It's not even really related to my... It's not even really related to my degree. And I really wanted to get something that was focused around my degree because I liked marketing. I liked advertising. I then interviewed at a different place for like a social media position. And then I interviewed last minute. I kid you not. I had called this recruiter who I was talking with, which shout out to Otterbase for helping me get my first job. They are a recruiting company in Chicago that anyone looking to live, move there, live there should uh, reach out to Otter Base O T T E R B A S E. I decided I called the woman I was working with and I said, "Hey, I'm actually in Chicago right now for like the next couple of days. Can you get me in with that company that you mentioned?" And she goes, "Let me call them. Let me call them." So she gets me an interview the next day. So I'm literally working the system that day. So. I go in for this interview the next day and she was awesome. She actually came with me to the interview and like helped me kind of uh, prep for it a little bit. And I went into it feeling strong. It went well. It was with a big ad agency. So right after this interview, I had to run to the train to get home to Detroit because the train I was taking Amtrak was leaving. I literally had to like run from this interview at the ad agency because it went into the last minute that I was actually in Chicago. So I am waiting around three more interviews. I had already done this whole thing 
and I'm just trying to keep my head up because I know that with interviews, if you do get the offer, they usually come in, I would say, a day or two after you have your final interview. And I ended up getting a call from Groupon, and I said yes to the offer, but I said, let me just think on it for two days just to make sure I want it. (laughs) Uh, So kind of like risking not getting the job, but I wasn't honestly sure about taking the Groupon job. And I knew that I got all these like final interviews, so I might get more interviews in the future. And then I ended up actually getting a job offer from the ad agency, and that ended up being my first job in Chicago. Um, Oh, Alicia. Alicia from Otterbase. I'm not sure if she still works there. That was the name of her. Uh, But I got the job. She helped me. Uh, We ended up actually eating uh, dinner a few times afterwards just to catch up. Uh, And then I actually got an email three or four days later from the social media place also give me a job offer. Uh, So it was just really cool that the first time I went, I got no job offers. And then the second time I went, I got three. So everyone out there hoping to get a new job or move to a major city and get a job, just keep your head up if you're having some trouble and do not stop going after what you want. So overall, a lot of job interview experiences, some fun, some crazy, some good. And right now I'm really happy with how those experiences help set me up for today. And so I hope you guys got a kick out of hearing about these experiences. And I hope you feel a little bit motivated from the last one uh, to go out there and get what you want. Go after what you want. Chase your dream and don't look back. And continue listening to the So Your podcast. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to get notifications of when I release new episodes. Feel free to leave a review if you like what you're hearing. And also feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Ryan Redute to give your thoughts on the podcast and any topics you want uh, me to discuss in the future. I am all ears and hearing out your opinions and thoughts. And outside of that, stay motivated. Go out there. Get what you want. (laughs) 